calculated schemes to get us locked up. Shut up and back and say, who denies of the future? Rob our names, kept my history a mystery, but now I see the American dream wasn't meant for me. Cause Lady Liberty's a hypocrite, she lied to me. While it's for freedom, education, equality, never gave me nothing but slavery. And now look at how dangerous it made me, calling me a madman. Cause it's strong and bold with this gun full of knowledge of the lies it told. Father's me, emancipation, and this new nation. All you ever gave my people was salvation. Fathers of the country never cared for me. They kept my ancestors tackled up in slavery. And Uncle Sam never did a damn thing for me. Step live about the facts in my history. So now I'm sitting here mad cause I'm unemployed. But the government's glad cause they enjoy when my people are down. So they can screw us around. Time to save the government now. Pass the power. Pass the power. Immunity, I like America, like I came to heart disease. Panther power is running through my arteries. Try to stop me, oh boy, you'll be clawed to death. Cause I'll be fighting for my freedom with my dying breath. Do you remember? That's what I'm asking you. You think you're living free? Don't make me laugh at you. Open your eyes, realize you've been locked in chains. Said you wasn't civilized and stole your name. Cause the time has passed, see to all forget. There is no liberty for you and me. We ain't free yet. Panther power. Now, pass the power. 
Hey, hey, what's up, y'all? Carla B is here, and you're tuned into Correcting the System of Unequal Justice right here on EOTMRadio.com. You can catch Correcting the System of Unequal Justice every other Tuesday right here um, at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's me, Carla B. I know that rhymed. <laughs> And, and Geraldy Rose of New Order Human Rights Organization doing some amazing things in Atlanta. But before I, I bring him on, I just want to encourage everyone to definitely um, go and you want to definitely follow us on social media so you can stay connected to all the great things we're doing here on EOTM Radio. And then, of course, what Gerald is doing with New Order Human Rights Organization, oh, my God, just mass hysteria in a great way across the country. New Order is doing their thing. My Twitter is E-O-T-M-P-R, and Gerald's is at N-O-H-R-O-R-G. And um, you can also subscribe to receive alerts to all of our future shows via EOTMRadio.com after the shows actually run live on air here on EOTM Radio. You can also download them for free. On iTunes, um, just type in EOTM Radio on iTunes, and you'll get all the um, 2,000 or more um, podcasts we've done since 2007. So um, with that, I think I, I, I've talked a lot. I want to turn it over to Gerald E. Rose. What's going on, homie? What's going on, Carla B.? Hey, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I'm happy to be back on air with you tonight. I definitely am. Oh, it's been a minute, but you know what? The struggle continues. You know, sometimes you need that downtime doing this type of work. Sometimes you need exactly. some rest, you know, but well, we haven't been resting. You know, we've still been feeding the people uh, at our headquarters, even going out into the streets. You know, our youth and outreach department is doing a wonderful job. You know, of course, the human rights department is doing a wonderful job. You know, we just... We're just a tight family, Carla, you know, and the communication is up. Yeah. I just say my New Order family, not just Atlanta. Let me clear that up. Across the United States, right. Ohio, Mississippi, you know, and, and, and we're just moving on. So I just thank God what he's doing with this organization. Yeah, I, I, I've been watching you guys. You definitely have been doing doing tons of things, and I definitely want you to update the listeners on everything that's been going on. But before you do, um, I don't know if you guys had the opportunity or, or you, Jared, and your uh, New Order folks to take a look at a, a blog that we put up a couple of days ago. We got some emails in, in regards to um, some of the things that's happening with, you know, the black men across the country. And, of course, it's all, it seems like it's always something in the news nowadays. Wow. Um the Ferguson riots are still going on in, in, in St. Louis and, and across the country. It's it's, uh, it's civil unrest. I don't think it's just with black men. But one question in particular, um, individuals were had emailed me in regards to some statistics when it comes to black men um, that go to prison and how, you, you know, you see it seems like, you know, one in five men, black men are going to go to prison in their lifetime. So, but that email we got from um, a gentleman in um, Macon, Georgia, I wanted to do an article that broke down the statistics because he was a little bit wrong. And so I dug deep. Um, I actually got some stuff from um, Wikipedia, not stuff, but statistics, and as also from the NAACP in Los Angeles. And the thing was um, I just wanted to clear some things up and and 
and put some information out there that was accurate in regards to black men going to jail. And uh, and these are facts, and you can go to EOTMblog.com right now, but um, I guess he has some stuff wrong, and it's fine. You know, just do a little bit of research on you. You know, you'll you find the truth, you know, um, not necessarily on the Internet, but just research. But these statistics were on the Internet. As I said, I found them on NAACP as well as Wikipedia. But um, so the, I did a blog which was titled, Did You Know One in Three Black Men Will Go to Prison in Their Lifetime? And those statistics are, you know, you're like, wow, seriously? Because, I mean, I have three sons. So you're telling me one in three of my sons will go, you know, one of those out of three is going to go to prison, and statistics are, are pretty much on point. Um, so you could definitely go to EOTMblog.com. The article is called, Did You Know One in Three Black Males Will Go to Prison in Their Lifetime? And, and I'm, I'm going to break down a couple facts really quick, and then you can elaborate on those, um, Gerald. And then I know we have um, Chris from New Order Human Rights Organization on the line as well. So I'll just say these, and then I'll get some feedback from you guys. Oh, but it's just so crazy because I, guess what, my internet just totally went down when I was about to get those facts. So I'm going to get my computer back up, Gerald, and I'm just going to give it to you right now. We'll get to those facts in a little bit. That was no problem, out. Carly. You Are know you how we do. We multitask. We yeah. When something comes down, something goes up. <laughs> that was crazy. You know, so, how that um, happened. Go ahead. I, 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 I'm not surprised because I sit here and watch the news and, you know, we, we complain what other people do to us, but then we, we're, we're doing stupidity stuff in our, to our own people. Right. You know, it's just a continuous basis. And, again, we're going to bring Chris on. He's going to give us uh, actually a youth report across the nation on, you know, how he feel about the youth as well because, as you know, he runs a program um, up in Ohio. So me and Chris, we see this stuff every day. You know, that's why I'm glad that we can bring this to your listeners every Tuesday night, not just talking about it, but we're being about it. And like I said, even myself, I visit the alternative school uh, every uh, every Tuesday, you know, and the majority of the class is minorities. You know, on their way to jail, they should get your life together. You know, um, there's a young man right now uh, here in in Cobb County uh, has been charged with burglary. You know, he's a black male. You know, but, you know, of course, the facts still need to come out. But um, He was at an abandoned home, and fortunately, I guess the guy that used to run the home, who was a, was a white male, came home and, and, and pistol whipped him, you know, and then called the police. You know, the mother, you know, he's 18, and the mother, what he did, she, he could not learn by the rules, so the mother put him out. So he, he went there uh, for a couple of days and things. But just the mm-hmm. fact that there's so much, so much going on, Carla, but, you know, we got to continue to do the work and save our children. That's the main thing. But I'm not surprised about these facts. And it's going to continue to do this until we right. unite in our own community, period. Right. Right. I got actually, um, my, our system is up. So really quick, and then I'm going to turn it over to you and Chris, um, considering okay. you guys were going to talk about this anyway. Um, that's interesting right. that we came up with the, the same things to, to share. But um, the the article was, did you know one in every three black males born today can expect to go to prison at some point in their life? And this is compared with one in every six Latino males and one in every 17 white males. Um, and this is if current incarceration trends continue, so that means we can change things. And that's the great thing about statistics. 
So these are the facts. Approximately 12 to 13 percent of the American population is African American, but they make up 40 percent of the almost 2.1 million male inmates in jail or prison. And this is from the U.S. Department of Justice um, in, in 2009. Um, census data for 2000 of the number and race of all individuals incarcerated in the United States revealed a wide racial disproportion of the incarcerated population in each state. The um, proportion of blacks in prison populations exceeded the um, proportion among state residents in 20 states. The percent of blacks incarcerated was five times greater than the resident population. And that was even, you know, I, I didn't expect that. That, you know, kind of shattered me a little mm -hmm. bit. But um, the thing is this, we know this. We put this information out there, and we can change things. We can. Right. And and even if right. black men listen to this right now and know that they've been in jail, you know, and they – one time or another, you, these statistics are, are right, and we got to do something to be able to teach our our young men and our your little brothers and your sons, um, you know, to stay out of trouble. I know a lot of times it's not even necessarily their fault; it's just they're 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 born and and raised in certain communities, and that's a um, kind of sort of a strike against them. But I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to you and Chris, um, Gerald. All right, Chris, you're live on ELTN Radio. What's going on, Chris? Oh, not too much, my brother. How how are you doing, and how are you, Miss Carla? Good, <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, you know what, Carla? I'm glad you – I'm not surprised because when me and, and my chairman and a guy named Travis were leaving the school today, right, a mother pulled up. Young mother had about, I guess, three of her teenagers in the car playing some loud music, okay, mm -hmm. rap music. Dropping off wow. her kids at this alternative school, you know, mm -hmm. and I can't imagine my mom dropping me off the school. This is how the days have changed. Dropped me off the school with loud music, playing some, um, I think it was some old Tupac. Now, I'm a Tupac fan. fan. I'm not going right. to lie to you, but these days, you know, kids are acting out on the lyrics. You know, right. they disrespect right. their own people. They're sad because they're anywhere. And I'm like, you know, and I try to, it's just, it's just amazing. You're dropping off your kids, you know, with loud music. You know, it, it's just, it's, it's, so I'm not surprised at what you're saying. And it's going to get worse until we do something about it. So, Brother Chris, um, again, I want to thank you. Of course, you, Shauna, and, and Ethel, and, and, and Joyce, and Jay, and yourself are doing just a wonderful job. In, in the youth and outreach department, thank you for uh, sending the, the clothes for the street ministry. Ethel did get a chance to hand these clothes out the other day, and I appreciate that, man. So what what what, what is going on and what you got? Why don't you give us what you think about the problem that's going with the youth across America? Well, Joe, the basic problem is, uh, you know, on the agenda, uh, one of the things uh, – I wanted to talk about was the institutionalizing of our schools. And uh, I'll give you an example. I went to a PTN meeting tonight uh, for my daughter's school, and they're sitting there showing these slides talking about they want parent involvement. And they were saying how they have increased their, their enrollment and their grade average with parenting and all this involvement. But when I sat in that room, number one, I was the only black 
person in the room. Mm. So wow. what parents are being involved? Number two is it's a network of people that come together as the parents that represents the 435 students in that building. However, on the flip side of the coin, I have a partner who was walking his daughter into the school uh, like the second week in a row. She's a kindergarten, never been in school, never been in a daycare really. So she's scared. And the, the assistant principal stopped him at the door and said, well, you can't walk your daughter into school anymore. He was like, why not? Well, it's for safety reasons. I went to take some uh, a picture thing for my daughter to take pictures up there and take the money up there, and they called my little 8-year-old daughter down to the office. So they no longer want parents going into the classrooms and sitting and, and, and helping or even chastising anymore. So they're institutionalizing our children. Uh, we go to these school buildings, and the first thing you see are police officers at the doors. You know, what message are you sending? Because if I'm going out to a club and we rolling and I'm down in the ATL rolling with you, and you're going, hey, man, this spot is hot right here, and it's a bunch of cops, I'll be like, hey, Joe, hey, I can respect this hot brother, but I can expect some doggone problems because there's too many police out there. So let's go to the spot that's not so hot. At least I'll basically live another day. So what is the message that they're giving our children with police officers in the building? So, not Chris, so, you, so you're saying that, because I know back in the day, uh, our parents could come up to the school anytime. They go into the principal, they sign in, and go sit in the classroom. So you're saying you can't do that no more in the Toledo public school system? You can't do it in the Toledo Public Schools, and, and I reached out to different people in different cities to try to give me some input so I can know what I'm talking about, so I can have the facts, not the fiction. I still haven't gotten no response, but here in Toledo, they don't allow you to walk down the halls or to your child's school. If you want to see your child, they will call them down to the office. You know, they send them down, they'll send them to the office. You so eat with, what about eating in the lunchroom with the, with, with the students? You can't do that either? You, 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 have, you have to make – I don't know about that. All I know is I'm going to take my son some lunch up there for his birthday, and they told me I can't bring lunch up there to him. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, I've been doing this, man, from, from the oldest to the smallest and since when this start. So, right. again, they're institutionalizing our schools, man. They got my daughter doing some math, bro, that's made out of lines, boxes, mm-hmm. triangles, you know. I'm like, you, whatever happened to 452 plus 152, she has to sit there and figure it, write it out in, in boxes, square, like squares, triangles, all this. And this this is the new math that they're teaching. And they send a letter home and say, please do not try to teach your child the way we grew up. Well, they can say what they want, but I'm teaching my child the way I grew up, and I'm teaching my child one plus one equal two, not box plus triangle equal two. That's not happening, not on my watch. So they, they, they're constantly trying to, to to rearrange our our children the way they, they learn. They, they're institutionalizing the schools, and what Carla B. said was, was prison. She's absolutely correct, and as a matter of fact, the city of Toledo just closed a deal where they're building a brand-new prison over where the OG plant was for $142 million. 
Brand new state-of-the-art prison is, is getting ready to break ground and build here in Toledo. You know, I, I'm not surprised. Like I said, it's, it's, it's all over America, you know, and I kind of blame myself, Chris, because, you know, you have these school board meetings and PTA meetings and people, you know, they sit around complaining, but they don't show up because numbers is powerful. If people just go down to the, to the school board meetings and demand things, you know, in large numbers, you know, they can't get away with stuff like that, but yeah, you know, it's a fact. You know, our, our parents are, are not in, and I applaud you, and, you, and now my question is, you're the only black parent that was up there. They, what's the majority of the minorities uh, at the school you was at, as far as uh, uh, African Americans? I would say just from picking up my my child every day, just looking at at the the crowd, I would say it's about. Uh, I would probably say about twenty seven, maybe thirty percent black. Uh, the rest is, is pretty much Caucasian. You do see a, someone of another ethnicity, but not not that many, and that's this particular school. So, and they they do have like the second ranking of education increase and all that out of all Toledo public K through eight schools. They're number two. So they're doing it, but again, the majority of the people that go there are people that come from higher-income families. They're not coming from the impoverished neighborhoods. You know, like the neighborhood I live in now, it's becoming more impoverished because it's becoming now more of a rental uh, neighborhood opposed to a home ownership. I bought three houses on my block just to try to keep some, some Negroes from it moving next to me. That I had the, the North Side Bloods moved across the street, and I ran them out real quick. I said, man, I ain't disrespecting you. But, man, y'all need to wake up. And if y'all think y'all going to be out here doing all this shooting and everything, and I got children, man, y'all got another thing coming. So uh, I, I recommend y'all either get it together or y'all going to have to go. But now this neighborhood is just coming down so bad, bro. So, hey, when, when my calling come, if it's Atlanta, I'll be there. Man, if I have to walk away from my house, man, I'll leave them, bro. They paid for it. But I'll walk well, away, bro. You know, me and me and the um, vice president Shana, we 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 know one day you go pick up that phone. Say I'm on my way. You know, so I'm gonna surprise you on Saturday and come down there, man. But I, I didn't make it. I had some other things going on up here. Right. Well, you're listening live to correcting the system unequal justice. Uh, my name is Gerald Rose. We have Carla B. We also have Mr. Christopher Adams saying Toledo High. If you want to be a part of the show tonight, please call in at seven one eight. Six six four six five four three. If you want to be a part of the solution, you know this show is all about being a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. You know, so let's kind of direct some things nationally. Uh, as you know, another I think shooting took place in St. Louis um, not too long ago, and uh, there's still continuing protesting up there. And uh, I, I I believe in protest. I don't believe in violence, but I'm gonna tell you right now. That city is setting an example for the whole state of the United States of America, you know. And, 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 again, when we riot, I hate that we riot in our own community. But I can say, basically, they say they can't take it no more because we don't know what's going on there. You know, I know we got issues here in Atlanta, Cobb County, how police could be. But at the same time, all police ain't bad. At the same time, you have to um, – there's a respect factor, you know, because I know definitely there's a situation going on, you know, uh, personally, 
you know, that um, you if, if you cross the line, you will see the other side at the same time. There's a respect factor where um, there could be a little favoritism when you need them, you know. So give me your input on, I don't know, have you seen the latest thing that happened in, in, in St. Louis, Chris, uh, another shooting that took place? And also, I think, I don't know if the last time we talked, it was something happened in Savannah. And it's just on and on and on. It's just, you know, it's at the point now, man, I, I want to turn my TV off, you know, but I got to keep a brace of what's going on because of what we stand for. So have you seen the latest thing that happened in St. Louis? The latest shooting? No, actually, yeah, I there didn't. was another yeah. shooting. There was another shooting. They've been protesting. They was, um, I think they even protesting at the, um, at the baseball game. Uh, and this is the postseason. You know, the Cardinals are playing playing the Giants. They've been protesting there, uh, city council meetings. So uh, people are, are coming to St. Louis. So um, this is something that is, is a, a, a part of history that I am seeing that I used to see, you know, when I was younger and things like that. And now I'm seeing it as, as a grown person. So, And I, I'm going to tell you right now, that officer uh, in St. Louis, I mean, in Ferguson, uh, walked away and don't get no justice, um, something is really, really going to happen. Probably not there. It's just, I think people are fed up. But at the same time, Chris, we talk about it all the time. We're still doing ourselves, bro. We're still doing ourselves. If we could have that same anger and protest how we're doing ourselves, I think we could make some progress. You agree with that? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, we, Gerald, um, ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I was just okay. going to say um, you were asking, Chris, in regards to the, I guess, the recent unrest in, in St. Louis. And I did read an article um, earlier today when I was um, in the office. It was on com, and it basically you know, detailed how more than 50 people were arrested in a series of protests in the St. Louis area. This was yesterday. Um, th- this recent um, upheaval, if you will, um, some people feel like it was staged to draw attention to police violence. Um, and this is, of course, um, two months after a white officer killed an unarmed black teenager, um, I think Michael Brown. And um, two months later, and it's still, you know, people are, are still very upset. That people want justice. Um, several dozen protesters from that particular report, several dozen of the many of the ministers an activist from out of town, they were arrested. Um, and I guess during the protest, it was pouring rain, pouring down raining. So they were arrested and charged with civil disobedience. Um, and it was, this happened in Ferguson just yesterday. Right. Um, right. Yeah, it's constant, constant. Um, you know, people want justice. You know, they, they do. And it's, it, the thing is this, I, I think that the, the, I, I understand why the protesters and activists and all of them are are out there and, you know, they want justice and everything. But what I've been seeing is just with these protests, it's creating more tension. It's creating just anger because, you know, when when you're out there, you want justice and you're mad. And I don't know, but I, I just feel like back in the day, I think these really did well for the people, for the, you know, black people. But in this day and age, I don't think it's helping us. You know, it, that could be me. I, I don't know. But I, I just think something else needs to be done because with this protest, it just seems like it's creating more 
anger, more hostility. What, what are you guys' thoughts on it? I could be totally wrong, but just looking at it and hearing what people are saying, it just seems like they're so mad. And with all this madness and hatred, I don't think anything good is going to come from it. That's just me. What, what are you guys' thoughts? Well, I, I want to comment on that. These young people, I'm sorry, Chris, these young people right now, I hate to say they're not hearing this, we shall overcome. I'm just being honest with you. You know, they 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 respect the the Martin Luther King back in the day, and they will continue to Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, Rosa Parks. But these young people today, like you just said, uh, uh, Carla B. Uh, I mean, uh, they probably and you're right. It's really really getting out of control. So that's why there's a different kind of movement, different kind of strategy that we have Something to do. Something has to so happen. Exactly. People, yeah, that people are angry, and um, I understand there's some, it was some serious issues going on in Ferguson, so it just built up. And see, we don't know, we don't live there, but you know, the majority of the police force, I understand, was Caucasian, and it was a lot of continuous racial profiling. And the Michael Brown situation, I think, just kind of set it off. And again, we don't live there locally, so uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 again, I'm hoping that it does work. This protesting did work back in the day. You know, but now uh, it's all about, um, you know, getting people to to, to vote. Um, you know, if we protest, we need to protest and put money yeah. back in our own it community. Needs, but we don't even trust our own yeah. people right now. You know, it needs you to know, something, so. you know, um, and, and Gerald, I really believe something needs to happen because if something doesn't change, what's going right. to happen, as we're seeing the news across the country, is the United States is going to, every state, one by one, is going to turn into a martial law. Some right. was that. That's what it's coming to, and I think if people really right. see that and step back, and because we have to change something, because what whatever's going on right now is not working. You know, there's definitely sensible people, there's activists that want positive change. They're out there, but it's, it's something that when you get out there and those things, you, people get passionate and they're mad, and so something else has to happen outside of the riots because. If you step back from it, you and, and right. you've got to and figure it out. You have one, to figure it right. out. Right, and I'm gonna say one thing to go to Chris. Uh, I forgot what city it was in, but the uh, police officer stopped the young man. He was in a gas station, and I can't remember where it happened. That I wish you could kind of Google it while we're doing our program. But the officer said, "Well, uh, can you get your?" He told him to step out the car. He stepped out the car. He did every command. And he said, well, can you go ahead and get your uh, your registration? So he went in the car, got a registration, and he pulled out. He thought he was reaching for something and just started shooting them. Now, did you see that, Carla? Wow. No, I'm about to Google it right now. I, what I, state I, was I that? Wish I, I, I don't know if Chris seen this, but that's making me. Yeah, I, I painted that. That was yeah, North Carolina, yeah. I believe it was. You know, that right there, I'm telling you, he, was just, he, he told me, go in and get your registration. He reached in. Yeah, like he was pulling out a gun, and he shot about like. I think it was was it South South Carolina? Carolina? Yeah, it was it was South Carolina, and you can even hear the guy. Yeah, you can hear the guy talking about man. Why are you shooting me, man? And and he backed all up. Yeah, it's crazy. Because everybody's scared. It's just so much stuff going on that the police are scared because they see what's going on with the you know in these riots, and they know that people are mad. Um, and they're scared, well, and you can understand why the police are scared too. I think it goes both ways, and 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 these officers need to have more like sensitive training, and and just something else has to be done right now. They have to change things because it's not working. It's not working, 
and 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 if and if we they if if they're not going to change things, then I think people just need to take a step back because um, you know I, I just don't see anything good happening if things don't change. All this anger and hatred is not doing anything; it's just creating more hostility. Right, uh, Chris, you want to comment, Connor? Uh, you want to kind of? Cause I know she. Yeah. Wanted, it was some about the um, the protesters at work. And what is your your response to that? Well, well, my my response is uh, it's a double edged sword. Uh, we we do need to to have a voice. Unfortunately, the way we express our voice is is tensions and and distractions and corruption and destruction. Uh, we destruct everything around us where we're living, opposed to one man or, or a couple people. You know, actions. The, the the key phrase that I would say we need to do on the other side of the sword is let go and let God. And back in my street days, man, you know, I, I created a saying, you know, because the police broke both sides of my jaw when I was 15 years old because I wouldn't open my mouth and I didn't tell them if I knew this guy. They had a stack of IDs and driver's license. You know this person? I know you know this, but I don't know nothing, man. I'm 15 years old. I'm in the park, man. I just told y'all, you know, the sun is up, and y'all telling me the, the park is closed. I said, well, the sign says park closed the sun down. It's bright and sunny. So y'all jumped me, beat me up, threw me in the paddy wagon. I ended up in the hospital, you know, 25 miles from where I live at. It was a hospital not even a mile down the road. They took me way out to St. Luke's, way out in, in Beirut land somewhere. I don't know. But anyway... You know, they have to understand we as a people need to, to, to calm down. And that saying I used to say was empty barrels make loud noises. You know, you can come out and be full and all this violence and all this, you know, but you're getting nowhere. So what you have to do is reverse the thinking and, 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 and create child psychology with these people who think they know it all. So in other words, instead of keep protesting and doing this and that, if everybody just cleared the street, went home, not act like it didn't happen, but act like they were not going to let another thing perturb them to keep continuing to destroy and, and, and kill the, the, the atmosphere, those police would change the way they're doing things. They will automatically stop harassing people because they'll say, well, they ain't getting smart with me. They ain't getting violent. Oh, we, we ain't got no more protests. Now, most people think that, oh, well, if we let them get away with it, they're going to keep doing it. No, they're going to keep doing it as long as we give them reasons to do it. This martial law stuff is serious, man. It's serious, and that's part of the plan. They don't got all them boxes down there in Georgia for nothing. They're waiting on dead bodies. They're waiting on it. You're right. I want to give out the shout-out to, I think we have a Michael Muhammad in South Carolina who's I've um, been a part of New Order. I want to say hello to him. He just hit me up, Carla B. So if he didn't mind, I just want to give a, a shout out to him. Um, but yeah, Chris, we we kind of um, talk about this and get frustrated, but you know we got to continue to do the work, man. And like I said, I, I was amazed how this mother pulled up uh, um, today, dropped off her kids, and playing some loud rap music. I mean, it was loud like she was a teenager, and she got her kids in there. You know, and, yeah. yes, I mean, and then I did receive a call last week, uh, which I'm eventually going to give it to you, but I want to make sure that the mother is serious. She called me last week saying her son 
There's no 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 male figure needs some mentoring. You know, we had a great conversation, but I told her straight up, uh, I'm not going to give you to my men's athletic director until you convince me that you're going to work. You're going to work with us because you remember the last year the young man that we had him on tracking, but the mother wasn't doing her part and he fell off to the wayside. Now he's in jail now, and that kind of hurt both of us, didn't it? I mean, it kind of yeah. hurt both of us. You know, we can't, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, and he started getting a job at McDonald's, and, you you know, then all of a sudden the phone calls, I mean, I'm sorry, the phone calls, you know, kept stopping. And I think he told you, said, what, well, uh, he's not getting no support at home. And that's a lot of the, that's a lot of the problem as well. What's your opinion yeah. on that? Because we both yeah. we heard about that. Well, it, it's that way, Gerald. I uh, forwarded an a email to Lucy, and her and I went out to a, a consultation with a family back in uh, sometime in uh end of April, and the, the gentleman, he's a deputy sheriff. He wanted help with his son, um, and we didn't go to sell him anything, but they wanted to, to, to go through this program. Well, he said sometime, you know, second week of June when he got back, and, you know, he would let us know, well, I'm going to tell you the way that God anoints me. The anointing flows through me, Jordan. You've seen it firsthand. You've right, seen it. Right, right. Where I can talk through the phone, don't know what I'm saying. I, I don't even remember half the stuff I say to these these children. And, man, God started flowing. Well, what happens is, you know, the, the, the behavior started changing, and then the parents get comfortable, and they drop the ball. Well, he dropped the ball. He just sent me an email the last week of September Tell me, hey, you know, I, I, I'm ready. To, I know we talked in the summer about getting Javi into the program and this and that. And, uh, you know, he's starting to act up in school and this and that. And I really want to want to get him in the program. Well, they broke the chain of command because when I left and Lucy left, I said, we're not here to sell you anything. Well, I want you to pray about it. And if you decide you want to be part of the, part of this family, let us know. And then we'll be happy to have you part of the family. And by school starting back, he would have been a different young man. But they broke the chain of command. These parents are felling. If you remember, Gerald, I told that mother down there, I told Michael's mom, I said, ma'am, I said, i tell you what. I said, I'll fly the next plane out of Toledo. I don't care what it costs me. And I'll come down there and get your son. You sign him over to me. Sign Michael over to me, all parental rights, and I'll bring you back to Toledo with me. And she told me I was stupid and crazy. I said, what do you mean? Why would I do that to sign my son to you? I said, well, you're you going to sign him over to the prison system? That's what you're telling me you're doing. So our parents are definitely selling them. The parents, man, they want to kick it with their children. They want to be their friends. They want to be their buddies. And, and you can't do that. You have to stay firm, and then you have to stay on these schools. If you really want to be in your child's life, you have to be in these schools, and, and these schools know they can't tell me nothing. You think my son didn't get his birthday lunch when I went in that school? Man, they would have had to arrest me because it's a public building. You can't tell me I cannot enter a public building. Right. There's law. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 it's just, it's just uh, it's amazing. And um, uh, I, um, <laughs> it's just, I just don't understand it, man, you know, but that's why I have not um, actually uh, have you contact his mother because I know you're all about the business. It's, it's, it's no time to be playing games out here, you know. Yeah. You either go work with it if you want. If you want your child to get help as a parent, you got to work with us. 
You know, so that's why I have to contact you on that, you know, because we don't want another young man that we started working on this and that and fall to the wayside, you know, because we had him, Chris. And you both know that. The New Order family know that. Um, It was just, just, you know, I look at his his picture stuff. It's on my page on Facebook. I look at every day how we shook hands, and it was on his way of changing his life. You know what I'm saying? Now he's dressed out in blues and oranges, you know, sitting with grown men. And things like that, you know. So, but we got to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, that's kind of. Uh, I know you. What? Give me your opinion about the um, the Ebola situation, Carla B. I know you probably want to kind of tie in on this as well. I know we got about about fifteen minutes left into the show. Uh, what are your opinion about the the, the Ebola, Carla B? You like to make a comment about the um, the Ebola situation that's going on? I think, matter of fact, <laughs> it almost hit home here in in Atlanta, uh, where they found out. Uh, 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 inmate had it at the Cobb County Jail here here in Cobb County. You know, then I think, um, of course, uh, one of the young men died in, died in Texas, and I think the one that treated him, she has it. So what's your opinion on that, Carla B., about the Ebola situation, if she lives there? Because she's probably screaming callers. Chris, you want to give me an opinion on the, 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 the Ebola situation that's going on, that's making the headline news these days, the, the, the series of the disease of the Ebola? Man, I I, I want to say that it, it's, it's doing just what they planned it to do. A black man dies, but all the white men that had it, uh, uh, they want they want to uh, steer our mind to to oh here we go killing another black uh, man this and that, and then they want to take our mind off of everything else that is important, like voting. We need uh, to vote, and we need to make sure our polling location because. They done sent me a card with two different polling locations now that I need to go. I've been voting at the same precinct, man, for the last, I've been back here seven years from Atlanta. I've been at the same precinct. Now I got two different locations. So guess what? I'm going to make sure I hit both of them. And if not, I'm going to go back to the third one where I originally go. We need to vote. And the bottom line, Gerald, is this Ebola situation is serious, bro. It is serious. But it, it can be contained. They're putting all these millions to build these facilities. President Barack Obama got these facilities, three facilities that's being built to to try to, you know, say they, they're doing this. Man, it, they got a drug that can knock it right out, bro. Right, they right. just want to play politics with people, and they want us to get off the track on what's important. And our lives is important. That's right. Carla B., if you want to tie in on this, on the Ebola situation, please come in on this, this conversation. I know you might have a, a comment on this, but uh, I think it is a cure. And like I said, that's the first thing came down my page, you know. Okay. You know as I'm a black here. man, he, he didn't make, oh, there she go. What, what's your opinion, Carla B.? Because I'm seeing I'm your here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm definitely here. Okay, so um, you guys, definitely you could – for the the people that listen to my shows um, outside of New Order, Human Rights, and outside of correcting the system of unequal justice, you know that I am a, a conspiracy theory, a conspiracy theory theorist. But my thing is, if it's a if it's happening, it's not a conspiracy. You know. Um, anyways, I want to direct the listeners. If you if you want to learn the truth in regards to anything, you just have to dig deep. Dig deep in, and if you, you, there's a reason for everything, and I think it's like mass panic, and it's unfortunate because 
um, the mainstream media is doing what they do when it's um, when it's part of their propaganda and they're throwing things down our throat. But um, the thing is, I'll, I'll tell you guys, if you want to stay um, stay um, well and healthy with all this crazy stuff going on, you need to don't go out and spend thousands of dollars on all this other stuff. Just go and get some vitamin C and just stack up and stock up and just, you know, start consuming vitamin C. Um, I've done a, a lot of different articles, and there's scientific proof that um, vitamin C definitely helps, you know, get your keep your immune system where it needs to be to combat things. And um, there's a lot of um, things that are coming out in regards to staying healthy, but, of course, we're only really getting, if you're paying attention to mainstream media, you're just only getting what they're putting out there, which is just basic mass hysteria. Um, I have a um, blog where I've dedicated so many hours and, and, and minutes and days of my life and, and research of a lot of different um, classes, things that are happening you know, around the world today. The, um, my blog is www.world order-news.com and if you go there and if you type in Ebola uh, there's a lot of different articles Um, there's articles that lead you back to some other different um, alternative media websites and and these are people like me who research and getting our information outside of mainstream media because mainstream media is feeding us what they want to feed us and this is what they do. So if you, if you ever want to get the truth to anything, you definitely have to go outside of mainstream media because you're not going to get it. You're just getting propaganda, what they want, and, you know, fear-mongering and all this stuff. Anyway, my, my website, again, is worldorder-news.com. And go in there and just um, type in Ebola, and there's so many different um, – so much information, and it's not fear-mongering, but on that particular website, it's breaking down a lot of things. It's giving you um, information in regards to, you know, staying healthy, combating all this fear-mongering stuff, and it's, and it's giving you information also, um, and all of it is reputable sources, scientific proven methods on get staying healthy, and, and it's, you know, really talking about what's going on out there, and it's giving you the a 411, and I, as I said, I've spent days and nights and so many, um, you know, hours and everything of my life just researching, and I want, you know, answers for myself and for my kids, and, you know, because you got to think, okay, I mean, hey, I'm 42 years old, and I have kids who look to me for advice and information, and I cannot tell them that I'm getting my information from freaking liars. You know, what we see today within news as far as all the different politicians, all the lies and stuff, so how could you believe anything that's coming out of their mouth? So if you want the truth to anything, you have to dig deep, and the Internet, their Internet is limited. You know, it's limited things that you can find on the Internet. So I say definitely go outside of the Internet. Go to the library. Dig deep. You know, get, you know, news reports and stuff. But um, a couple things in regards to Ebola is vitamin C and ultraviolet light. It's scientifically proven that 
those ultraviolet lights, you put um, it next to, you shine it on Ebola, guess what? It kills it instantly. So they know that in regards to a lot of different methods that kills it. And, Chris, I heard you talking about a little bit ago in regards to how the black man got it. Yeah, he did. And, um, and that's a whole big theory, you know, in itself um, in regards to that. But I noticed that, too. I'm like, give that, give, they should have gave that black guy some of that blood from the doctor that initially got it in Liberia that's cured, you know, cured or at least what they tell us he's cured, you know. So there's a, mm-hmm. a, a whole bunch to that. But the bottom line is this, you can stay healthy. Your family can stay healthy, um, you know, with vitamin C. And, and it's scientifically proven that those ultraviolet lights does kill those Ebola viruses. Um, there's a lot of things that's going on in the world today. And let's pay attention to what's going on and, and protect, you know, our family because we have to. We can't leave it up to the government they are not telling us everything, so please, people, be safe out there and do your research because, I mean, it's not just you. I'm sure it's your family, and, you know, if they don't know, you know, tell them, teach them, research, please. You know, take some responsibility Carl, for your lives. Right. Carl, if you don't mind, I want to ask Chris if he could give a youth and outreach um Report from yeah, I'm done. yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, they've been doing a wonderful job. They got a golf classic coming up this Saturday. Chris, can you kind of just give our listeners all the stuff? Um, you know what what y'all been doing? Like I said, you just sent some clothes down here. You got the golf classic. Can I give the the EOTM um, listeners as far as the great things that y'all that you and, and you all are doing in, in your department, and, and, and kind of explain what's coming up this Saturday uh, about the golf classic. Well, this Saturday Friday, is uh, I'm sorry. Friday. I'm sorry, not Saturday, but Friday. Yeah, it is right. Um, you know, we're doing a golf classic, uh, basically to to raise awareness of our youth and and everything that our youth need out here. Uh, all monies that will be raised will definitely go to the New Order uh, Youth Outreach uh, Departments because we need to to have funding to facilitate some of the the things that are missing down in Atlanta and everywhere else. So we're going to concentrate on Atlanta. We want to to be able to create a safe environment for our youth to come to. We want to create uh, opportunities to to get uh, tutoring, uh, mentoring, um, all kind of things that the youth need. Um, we we want to offer that. We we offer it at a small capacity. So while we are not getting funded, we're we're looking at other ways to help the community as well as uh, ourselves to to be able to reach more of a dynamic area of people because it is well needed. Um, you know. Um, when we put things together, we want to make sure that everyone knows that not Gerald nor myself, the VD, right. nobody puts a penny in their pocket, period. That's right. That's right. Period. And and like I said, as you know, Chris, um, you know, I know we have every second Saturday, you know, people come to the headquarters. Now you see how we hit in the streets. You know, and yeah. Atlanta's a big city, you know. They, they going, y'all going under the that I'm going to say you, too, even though you're not here physically, you're here spiritually. You as well going under the bridges into the streets, the West End, and 
you know, and, um, you know, they, y'all doing some serious work, man, because, you know, we can do human rights all day, man, but, you know, dealing with the youth and outreach and our people are suffering, people are hungry, that's way, that's just as much important. So I got to applaud you all of what y'all doing, you know, and things like that. So I, I just, you know, want y'all, y'all keep up the good work and, you know, looking forward to you, you know, to come down, you and the family, and just a weekend so you can kind of, you know, march with us. You know, like me, you talk about every day, Chris, you have to be consistent. You know, people say they promise to do something. You know what I mean, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, you have a march, and then what are you marching for? What are you marching for? Just to be saying, you're not, that's not doing nothing. You know, when yep. I start thinking tag on my page, I delete it. <laughs> I don't even want to see it. Yeah. I don't you know, want to I can, I've been deleting it. If I can make a, a, a brief statement, Gerald, you know, you know, if I can just sit and and say that what I what I sent down there for the weekend, I wanted to number one make sure it got there before this weekend that you guys had just had. Number two is if I can do it from seven hundred miles away and, and just give generously, then we all need to wake up and be able to give locally to each other, you know. Right. You know, I, I have people always talking about, man, that's a scam or this and that. Man, if you got to worry about a dollar, then shame on you. Right, 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 right. That's true. You're right. And it's all about being consistent because people will take you serious because eventually people ain't gonna, they go, they're not going to take you serious, you know. So, you know. That's why, you know, we got to keep doing what we're doing. we got about six minutes to the show. You know, I want to thank, you know, EOTM Radio, of course, Carla B. Given new order, and and myself and you, Chris, to, to get the really the, the word out of, of what we're doing um, in the community nationwide. I know in the human rights side, we are getting so many calls uh, from, from the state of Florida, even on the West Coast and things. But you know what? It takes money. You know, and, you know, when things come in and we need to get on, you know, I need to be on the first plane, you know, getting out of here and, and addressing. So it takes money. So I wish y'all the luck for the Golf Classic on, on Friday. You know, other adventures that are going to be coming up because, you know, Chris, we have a, a tight team. You know what's funny about this, Chris? We all don't even really know each other. <laughs> right, you know, right. We know each other. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. we know each other, we don't know each other, but we do know each other. It's just amazing how we all just working together, you know, putting God first, first, anything that we're doing, and we really, 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 you know, really progressing, you know. And I, you know, you and, and Lucy and um, Tracy and 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 and, um, and I hope I forget um, anybody else in Toledo, of course, John Drummond in Columbus, and of course my, uh, you know, um, Joan in Mississippi. Tracy, Mississippi, and the, uh, the crew here in Atlanta. It's like we all living it under one umbrella in one city, how we work together. It's amazing. It's amazing, you know. So, and I wish y'all luck. And I never know. You might make it to this golf class. Huh? You might get a phone call, huh? <laughs> <laughs> man, that would be a beautiful thing, man, if, if I can just skate out Thursday night and call off Friday. You know, we were supposed to come. We were supposed to. I was going to surprise you Saturday, man. We were supposed to come down there Friday for my wife's dad. He had, They did him a surprise 60th birthday down there. But uh, we had too many other things going on. Anybody happen to 
anybody wants to be a part of the golf class, then please call New Order at 1-800-346-5138, or you can contact the Vice President, Shauna Swearington, at 770-337-2779. Again, this event will take place uh, this Friday, right, Chris? Is from 9 to 5? Yes, sir. 9 to 5. And uh, I'm just, this is, I mean, we did many of uh, fundraisers. We did a wonderful black and white gala, but we talk about a golf class. where I think of Tiger Woods when he broke history, you know, before he got, you know, into a situation. We all get in a situation. You know, I got into a situation. I ain't going to lie to you. You know, but if you don't bounce back and be honest to your community, God will shut it down again. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Got to be honest, you know, and, and and like I said, you know, because whatever's in the dark will come to light, you know. It's yes, sir. Light. So, uh, it's yes, sir. Day. So any final thing? I think we got about three minutes left into the show. Uh, again, I'm looking forward to every other Tuesday of, of bringing the real news. I know we kind of talked about the um, – we didn't really get to, to tie in on it, but I know you had an agenda that you wanted to talk to, and it's kind of – it was it was in front of me about the you kind of touched on the um, the suspensions. Uh, I know we we didn't really get into the human trafficking, but we can we can bring that up at the next show. Make sure we talk about the human trafficking with our children, and then you did talk about the um, the police issue. So we kind of touched on the on the issue. So give us some final thoughts and some final words to our to our future to our youth. Well, the future are the youth. We are we are the providers of the future. So we as as the providers need to wake up and and guide our children so that they can take over the country and run it the way it's supposed to be. The bottom line is as adults we need to act like adults and as you know our youth are are progressing we need to not beat up on them, come at them aggressively, but come at them passive. And, and show some compassion and, and be firm, fair, and consistent with them. That's it. And they will turn their lives around. But you can't give up on them, please. No matter, don't label them, just help them, period. Oh, I like that. Say that again, Chris. Don't label just help them. <laughs> don't label them, just help them. That's right. All right. Again, um, you have been listening to... Correcting the system, unequal justice. Myself, Gerald Rose, and Carla B. Brother Chris Adams Senior out of Toledo, Ohio, who's our national men's advocate. Um, so again, we will talk to you in two weeks. Again, my quote is: I'm asking y'all, young people, to put down the pistols, pick up the pencils, because another victim dies, another mother cries. I love you all. Thank you. Yes, sir. Where there is no vision, people perish. Good night, everybody.
entrepreneurs on the move. We shape and life for a better tomorrow.